Hello, my name is Jerome Cluck. And I'm Caitlin Kirby. And this is Everyday Parents, a day in the life podcast. On today's episode, we chat with Laura. Laura is from Canada and is on maternity leave with her 11-month-old daughter, Summer. Welcome, Laura. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about your family. So I'm Laura. My husband is Chris, and we have a little girl named Summer. Um, Summer is going to be a year in, what's the date today? Like two weeks from now. So scary, but exciting. And yeah, it's just the three of us. Anything you want to share about your pregnancy and birth with Summer? It was, my pregnancy went pretty smoothly, I think. Um, I was pretty sick for the first half, I'd say, but otherwise kind of smooth sailing. The birth itself, Summer came, she very kindly came two weeks early, which was, (laughs) it was a little inconvenient for me. Not that you can like plan when your baby comes, of course, but um, I had booked off a week of work before my due date. I was like, I'm going to have a week to myself and just kind of, you know, transition into motherhood and nest a little bit. And literally the day of my last scheduled day of work um, was when she decided to show up instead. So no break for me, (laughs) right from work to to parenting. So, but that's okay. Other than that, I think it went pretty good. And you said it's just the three of you in your household? Yeah. And then we also have a little dog as well. Um, We have a Yorkie named Grizzly. So he's... He's uh, making slow friends with Summer. I think one day we'll get there, but for now he just kind of keeps to himself. He's an old man, so. So you have a a small Yorkie named Grizzly and a daughter (laughs) named Summer born in autumn. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Everything makes sense around here. Yeah. (laughs) And what do you and your husband do for work? Um, I really wish we had occupations where it was like easy to explain like a nurse or a teacher, but it's, it's a little complicated. I'll do my best. Um, So I'm a workplace health and safety advisor. So I work for safety association in my province and I do like workplace um, safety consulting, I guess is what you'd call it. And my husband is, this is the hard one. He works in underground infrastructure, underground water and wastewater infrastructure. So inspecting, repairing, that kind of thing. Cool. That sounds like a very (laughs) important job, if not glamorous. Where do you live? So we live in Saskatoon in the province of Saskatchewan, which is in Canada. (laughs) Have you guys ever seen um, Grown Ups 2? The second one with Adam Sandler and Kevin Hart and... Yeah. So I don't know if you remember, there's a scene in the movie where all the moms are like at the pool and there's, um, I don't know, like a hunky lifeguard kind of across the pool oh, yeah. or something and they wave him over and he has this really like cheesy, exaggerated Canadian accent and they're like, where are you from? And he goes, I'm from Saskatchewan. <laughs> That's, it's an homage to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. So <laughs> yeah, he's all like muscle bound and then he, he sounds like the most cliched yeah. prairie yeah. yeah, he died. I, I don't think we sound like him, but that's okay. You certainly don't. Do you want to share a little bit about the neighborhood that you live in? Are you all in a single family house? Sure. So we actually don't live right in the city. We live in a 
smaller community about 20 minutes outside, which is really nice just to kind of have sort of a small town feel, but really close to the city. Um, and yeah, we just live in a single family house, the three of us. Um, it's a smaller space, so there's a lot of kind of tiptoeing around when the baby is sleeping, but good community, cold in the winters, but otherwise no complaints. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of that tiptoeing around with our baby too. And then this week had to have our stair rail rail replaced and did some of the construction while she was napping, slept right through it. So I was like, wow, maybe we don't need to be doing this so much. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I made the mistake of... um we put her in, we have three bedrooms upstairs and one of them is, I work from home for my company. So one of those rooms is my office. And so we made the middle bedroom, her bedroom, but I made the mistake of putting her crib like right along the wall that shares with the hallway and our floorboards are pretty squeaky. So every single time she's asleep, we're tiptoeing around. It's like playing like hot lava or something like try to take as little steps as possible when you're passing her room. Sometimes she wakes up, sometimes not. Yeah, I've got the floorboards in our house mapped out but after yeah. I'll, I'll put her in the crib and like it's my ankle or my knee that gives me away like I yeah. haven't taken a step in four minutes while I'm putting her down then it's like god how old am I here yeah yeah like Nothing firecrackers makes... going off yeah exactly you're like uh yeah what are those things you crack and they glow glow sticks yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah every yeah. time your knees crack <laughs> so with you and your husband both working where does summer spend her days so I'm actually still on maternity leave. Um, so oh, up in Canada. Right. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're lucky. Um, we, most women take a, a year. We have the option of taking a year or 18 months and it's um, mostly a paid leave. So I've been off work for the past 11 months. I go back to work in October. So me and Summer hang out all day while Chris is at work. Amazing. What is the plan for when you do transition back to work? Oh, I don't want to think about it. So we have daycare. We have daycare set up for summer. Um, I just kind of secured it. I found one in town here. So she'll go to an in-home daycare. My husband and I both work four-day work weeks. He has Mondays off and I have Fridays off. So um, summer will go. I think the plan is to send her four days a week and we'll alternate. Like he'll get his day off to himself. And then the next week I'll get my day off to myself and we'll alternate having summer in our days off so that She's not spending too much time in daycare, but we also get a little bit of, you know, alone grown up time. <laughs> What's yeah. the paternity leave situation up in Canada? There's actually two kinds of leave. So when Summer was born, uh, I think, and I don't know, maybe don't quote me on this because I'm not like 100%, but there's maternity leave is for the birthing parent. And that's, 13 or 15 weeks or something. And then the rest of the leave for the remainder of the year is called parental leave. So I think it's like 35 weeks or something like that. Um, and that can be split between mom and dad or, or parents in most cases, like it's the mom that takes the whole leave. But if I wanted to, like, I could have taken half of that and Chris could have taken half of that. We could have taken that at the same time, or it could have been like me. And then I go back to work and then he takes his leave sort of thing. So there's options, but, um, most of the time mom just stays home. So he's taken off in the morning. Yeah. So he took off some time, uh, when summer was born, I think he took like two or three weeks of vacation time, but yeah, you have to take like vacation time. And then what about like extended family and friends? How close do you live to your support network and how often do you see them? 
we don't have a ton of family in the city. My mom lives nearby. So she's probably my number one support for sure, especially since summer has been born. Like, I don't think I would have survived the past year without her. She's the best grandma. I probably see her about once a week. She either comes out and visits us or I'll take summer in to hang out with her for the day sort of thing. And then otherwise, uh, my husband has some family nearby who we see relatively often. And then I have a couple of friends in town who one had a baby like a couple of weeks right before me and she lives like right around the corner. So it's been really nice to kind of have someone going through the same things at the same time. Yeah, just some other kind of mom friends who I would definitely have called acquaintances before having my own child. But now like, I don't know, just being able to relate more and ask for advice and things have grown closer. So I'd say a couple of friends, a little bit of family here and there, but for the most part, it's just being Chris and I doing the heavy lifting. Are you guys both from Saskatchewan? My husband's from uh, British Columbia. So he's a couple of provinces over, but okay. he moved to Saskatchewan. We've been <laughs> together 13 years. We met in 2008. So he had just moved to Saskatchewan and we worked, uh, we were both working summer jobs in a hardware store you know, met and fell in love in the whole shebang. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Let's get into the daily routine then. So yeah, what time do you wake up and what happens first? A new thing I'm doing, <laughs> which is by no means revolutionary, but I've started setting an alarm before summer wakes up. For most of this past year, she's been my alarm clock, but I found that it's almost kind of chaotic getting up when she wakes up and um, summer is bottle fed. So I have to, you know, prepare a bottle, warm up a bottle for her, go get her out of her crib. So yeah, I've started setting an alarm and just kind of like starting my day off a little bit slower, getting myself ready. I don't unfortunately get to, you know, enjoy a hot cup of coffee in that time because I don't want to walk past her bedroom. So oh. <laughs> I stay confined to my own room until she wakes up, but yeah, wait till she wakes up. And that can be anywhere from She's not very consistent, like 6.15 to probably 8. Usually she's up around like 7.30-ish. And then we get her out of bed and eat, <laughs> have a bottle, that sort of thing. Something that's a little bit different from kind of my journey this past year than probably most moms is I'm an exclusive pumper. So essentially what that means is summer was never, I never nursed summer and she wasn't formula fed, but I've been pumping whole time and she's gotten breast milk that way. I do have to kind of work that into my day multiple times a day, which the more mobile she gets as she gets older is, is more and more challenging. So now I'm only pumping two or three times a day. Um, so it's pretty manageable in the beginning. It was more like, I don't even know, eight times a day. It was every three hours. It's a lot, <laughs> but I've managed. And then the, the cleaning of all the parts and. I don't know how I survived. Well, I do know. <laughs> um, lots of coffee and lots of support from my husband. And that's kind of where my mom came in too. She um, came and basically moved in with us for a couple of weeks and just helped out with like washing bottle parts and pump parts and making meals and that kind of thing. Yeah, when you're pumping exclusively, you essentially have to like set alarms every three hours, get up all through the night and pump. And then when you're done pumping, you have to feed your baby, <laughs> which with summer also was challenging in the beginning. So not a lot of time for sleep or like caring for yourself when you're focused on, you know, pumping and feeding a baby, but we survived. <laughs> 
And yeah, so now I pump, yeah, two or three times a day and it's pretty easy. Most of those are when she's napping, luckily, but the morning pump, um, she is awake. So I have to maybe turn on some YouTube (laughs) and distract her for a little bit. So she's not trying to climb all over me. Does she have any favorites on YouTube? Definitely Miss Rachel or Songs for Littles. I don't know if you've heard of her. Big, big fan. I recommend Miss Rachel. She uh, drives me a little bit crazy, but yeah, she sings like nursery rhymes and stuff like that. Um, Sometimes I'll turn on PBS and she'll watch Sesame Street. And I'm a big fan of Daniel Tiger. I don't know if Summer is as big of a fan of Daniel Tiger as I am, but yeah. So is Summer also having some salads for breakfast? Yeah. So she eats solids. I'm still kind of trying to figure that whole schedule out. So usually we'll do breakfast at like nine. It's the other meals in the day where I'm struggling to figure out like, when do I do a bottle? When do I do solids? Um, You have a daughter who is a similar age, right? Yeah. She's 10 months. Okay. So does she do like three square meals a day kind of thing at this point? She does. She is a good solids eater. So do you have to figure out like when you nurse and then when to feed solids and make sure there's enough time in between or? She doesn't seem too picky about it, really. I I guess it does kind of naturally just space out because yeah. I just nurse at nap times and bedtime now. If the pacing isn't right, like Caitlin will feed her to sleep for her naps. And if the pacing is off, then I will just go rock her to sleep for the naps. Otherwise, she just nurses before she naps and right. usually... She hits her cues so that we can keep doing that. Right. Yeah. See, that would be so nice. Summer, I usually, I've always given her a bottle after her nap, but she usually wakes up from her nap at around noon. So then I'm like, well, I give her a bottle, but then do I do lunch right away? Is she going to be hungry? So then sometimes we have lunch at like two o'clock and I don't know, I'm still figuring it out. (laughs) She doing two naps? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But because she sleeps in a little bit later, her naps are... I don't know, right, around right. like 1030 and then another one at like 330 ish, I guess. So, yeah, in the morning she'll get up, have a bottle, watch YouTube while mom pumps, <laughs> um, some salads for breakfast. So, yeah, what else is in that morning routine before first nap? Yeah. So at that point, I think we just kind of play. Our space is all like kitchen. We are open concept. So we just kind of hang out and I have kind of a little play area set up for her. And that's pretty much it. Sometimes we'll go on a walk if it's supposed to be hot later that day and we don't want to go out in kind of the heat. But for most, yeah, most mornings we just kind of hang out. What does nap time routine look like? So nap time routine, we do... Uh, We always do a book. Usually she's still in her pajamas at this point. So I'll just put her back down in her pajamas. Um, We do lots of reading. So in the past, we've done like two or three books every nap time. I'm trying to kind of rein that back in and just do like one short book before nap time because I don't think they'll be doing books at nap time when she goes to daycare. So maybe trying to get her, yeah, get her used to that a little bit. She's obsessed. She's obsessed with pacifiers. So um, (laughs) I have like eight of them in her crib at all times. So if she does wake up, she just, you know, does one of these kind of thing, reaches around her and can find one. Um, And yeah, she usually sleeps like as inconsistent she is in the morning. She's pretty consistent for naps. She usually sleeps around an hour and 15 to an hour and 20 minutes. So I have a good idea of how much time I have. Yeah. What do you do during that time? Uh, I really wish I could say something like productive or like interesting, (laughs) but uh, 
I tidy up from breakfast a little bit, maybe do some laundry and um, scroll on Reddit or <laughs> watch some TikToks. I think that's pretty universally the answer, right? Like, yeah, it's like clean up from whatever happened in the morning and then just relax. I'm still waiting. Yeah, yeah. for someone to talk about dipping out to like run their blacksmithery in the backyard or something like everyone wants to be more creative or productive in that window but it's like no can you imagine I used to um actually before summer was born I used to cross stitch a lot um so I would uh I wish I could say I would get out my cross stitch projects but no they're collecting dust on the shelf but I I plan to get back into cross stitching once I'm um once she's in daycare and I don't know Hopefully, we'll see if that's just a pipe dream or not. (laughs) Once she gets up from her nap, what's next? That's kind of our biggest window of time, I guess, to like go and do stuff. So I usually try and have something planned, um, whether it's a play date with kind of another friend or going to see my mom or running some errands. Um, Yeah, kind of just depends on the day. I don't love just staying home because I find it makes for a really long day. Um, but sometimes it's also nice to not lug a baby around, uh, while you run errands, but Summer really loves grocery shopping. <laughs> mm-hmm. I usually give her like a box of macaroni and she'll just like shake it as we walk down the aisles and she loves waving at people. So she's shaking macaroni in one hand and like waving at every stranger with the other. Um, so <laughs> we'll go grocery shopping, but yeah, usually just kind of an activity. It's nice to that she's a little bit more mobile. So she's not walking yet, but um, I feel like if I need to like put her down, if we're at a park or something, I can put her down and she can crawl around on a blanket or something like that. So that's nice. When you have playdates with other babies, is she at the point where she's like interacting with them or more just observing? Yeah, kind of, sort of, like not really. My friend who has a baby uh, right around the same age, they'll just like sit and basically like swap pacifiers it's so funny summer will like grab it from his mouth and he'll grab hers from hers and they'll like try and suck on each other's and then realize what's going on and like switch back um (laughs) but otherwise other than that like not not really but it's interesting kind of seeing how they do interact with other babies like as they get older and even like understand there's another little human kind of beside them sort of thing so it's cute then it's second nap time yeah this nap maybe doesn't go as well as the first one. Sometimes she's a little tougher to get down. I don't know if it's time to transition to one nap or not. Um, I keep reading that, like not until 14, 15 months, they transition to one nap. And so I'm kind of just assuming that's the case for summer, but in the same breath, I feel like as a baby, she just has kind of taken the rule book and thrown it out the window for a lot of things. So who really knows? Yeah. She'll have another nap in the afternoon and This is usually when I have my first nap of the day. (laughs) If I can squeeze a nap in, sometimes I will. Um, Sometimes I use her second nap to pump. Yeah, kind of one of those two things. Are you planning to wean uh, when she hits 12 months and continue decreasing the pumps? Yeah, I think so. That's the plan. Um, Easier said than done. There's a lot of like... I guess, emotions behind it too. It's hard to be intentional about it, I guess. So my whole journey of pumping, um, from pumping like eight times a day, whenever it's gotten difficult or it felt unmanageable, I would drop a pump and it would feel a little bit better for an amount of time. And then I'd drop drop another pump, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Once you get to two pumps, you can't really just drop a pump and keep going. I think it, your body pretty much is like, okay, 
that's it. I guess we're done now. So it's, it's tough to think about transitioning summer off of breast milk when that's all she's had other than solids. The other thing to a little bit of history on summer is she really struggled with weight gain the first few months of her life. So she essentially didn't gain weight <laughs> like at all. Even though she was bottle fed, we knew exactly how much she was getting. Um, we measured like every single ounce she was drinking, um, which wasn't a lot. She just would like refuse to eat and we couldn't figure out why for the longest time. So I feel like not bottle feeding her anymore now, I still have a little bit of that like anxiousness because we went through something that was really hard when we were tracking how much she would eat and not being able to like track how much she's intaking. Is she eating enough and relying solely on solids is, is a little bit frightening. I guess that's a really long answer to your question, but yeah, I, I am hoping to wean by the time I go back to work. Cause I'm not really going to be able to manage juggling pumping, but uh, with great difficulty, it will be done. <laughs> yeah. That's so much time and energy and emotion that you've invested into feeding your daughter for the first 12 months. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it's it's wild. It uh it wasn't my preferred way to feed my daughter. Like that was never it wasn't something I chose uh, before she was born. Summer just didn't latch in the hospital and we tried a million different things. We met with like five different lactation consultants and SLPs and all sorts of things and we just couldn't figure it out. It wasn't in the cards for us. So I pumped in the beginning kind of with the hope that eventually she'd be able to figure it out, but yeah, it didn't happen for us. The weight gain issue, she ended up eventually being diagnosed with uh, CMPA. So cow's milk protein allergy. She um, was reacting to dairy that I was having, and then she was reacting to it through my breast milk. So I had to cut all dairy and soy products out of my diet. We could have transitioned to formula, but she would have had to be on special uh, hypoallergenic formula. And I'm sure you guys know there was a huge formula shortage, especially for um, specialty formula or hypoallergenic formula. So that wasn't really an option for us either. So it was kind of like, I didn't have a choice. I just had to, I had to pump like kid has to eat. I would do it again if I had to. It wasn't my favorite part of motherhood, but you do what you have to for your kids, I guess, right? Yeah. So you've just been dairy free this whole time. Well, no, <laughs> I was for a long time. Um, when summer was about seven months, I carefully tried to reintroduce just to see if she had grown out of it. And she miraculously was, was fine. But for the first few months, yeah, it was weird. Like basically the doctor said her gut was so inflamed and irritated from this intolerance that it was just, she didn't drink because a, it just hurt. Like every time we fed her, it hurt. So she didn't want to. And then everything she did eat, it was just, it would immediately come out the other end. It was just calories in calories out. So. Wow. I've yeah. never heard of that. So is that common enough that the doctors know to look for that or how long did it take for them to isolate that with her? Uh, it took a while. So like I did a lot of my own research and there was other symptoms like just irritability. She would like dirty a diaper like 12 times a day. Um, and it was always like green, like really, really green and really like slimy. Like it looked like someone sneezed in her diaper every single time. <laughs> um, so when I started doing my research, that was it's kind of a, um, 
what shows up if a baby has like a dairy protein allergy. And my wow. husband and I both as babies. So I had to be on specialty formula as a baby for having um, the same thing. And so did my husband. So genetics were working against us, but the doctors weren't fully convinced that that was the issue until we ended up getting some blood testing done. Um, and then they, they saw kind of other signs and they were like, okay, we're on board. That's, that's what it is, I guess. Wow. What an adventure. Yeah, it was crazy. It was great. It was hard. It was hard. Um, I knew obviously having a baby is never like a walk in the park, but to go through like the whole, not being able to nurse thing. And then a baby with these sensitivities who refused to eat and wasn't gaining weight. And like, like she was born 67th percentile. She was born right around seven and a half pounds. And at her worst, she got down to third percentile. So she like plummeted. Um, basically the doctors told us the one way in where she was third percentile, they were like, okay, come back in a week. We'll do another way in at that point. If there's no improvement, we'll have to admit her and put in a feeding tube miraculously. Yeah. Next way in it was okay. And we just slowly started to improve and, um, narrowly avoided that, but yeah, scary. <laughs> I'm so glad she's doing better. Yeah, me too. Yeah, she's a firecracker. She's a she's a fighter, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, so I derailed us there during second nap. So when she does go down, is it as long usually as the first nap? Or is it that both that it's hard to get her down and she doesn't sleep as long? No, usually she sleeps pretty good for that second nap. Just depending how the day has gone, I tend to wake her up if I have to, because I don't want to push bedtime back too late. Usually she's, she still sleeps like an hour and 20, but if she went down anywhere, like she goes down around four, I usually don't let her sleep past five if I can help it. So is Chris getting back from work around uh, when she gets up from that second nap? Yeah. So he gets home around five 30. So usually uh, about half an hour after she wakes up and this is kind of still where we're trying to figure out like the balance for all of us, because I always feel like she needs to eat by five, five thirty, but he doesn't get home till five thirty. So I've like, I've cooked something for her and usually for me, and then he misses supper. And so we're still trying to figure that all out, but. Does she eat the same kind of stuff that you guys eat or are you making her her own meals? No, for the most part, she eats what we eat. She's pretty good about that. She really likes meat, which is nice. Um, apparently that's something that lots of babies are picky about, but we, uh, yeah, we had steak the other night and we just cut off little pieces for her or pork loin, or she loves like shredded chicken. So she usually just kind of eats what we eat or, um, she, uh, doesn't love like carbs. <laughs> so nothing like her mother, <laughs> but yeah, she like, doesn't like toast. She doesn't like potatoes. I don't know. It's weird. So yeah, usually meat and like fruit, obviously she loves fruit and some kind of veggie, but I, we struggle with veggies too. We're like a, a very solid salad kit kind of couple. Raw veggies are hard to feed babies. Yeah. And I'm so excited for the day where I can just like give her a bowl of like baby carrots or like chopped up broccoli that hasn't been steamed in a microwave ahead of time. And I'm making it sound like that's the hardest thing in the world. It's not hard to like steam a little bit of broccoli, but I don't know. It's just one of those things. Yeah. I would try and give Charlie like carrots or something. I already broke like a slap chop. Like we had a food chopping thing and I've already broken one and I bought a different one that I don't like. And I'm like, this is not as easy as it should be. Does Charlie have a lot of teeth yet? 
She has one, one tall, proud tooth. Okay, that makes me feel better because Summer only has two teeth. She only has two on the bottom. And I'm like, I feel like I'm seeing all these babies with like these like glamorous smiles. And my kid just has these two little baby teeth on the bottom still. So she's not alone. What does the evening look like after dinner for you all? So usually we just kind of hang out and have family time again. Now that the evenings are kind of cooling down, it's been really hot here this summer. So tough to spend time outside, but we usually try to eat outside. Summer really likes that. I think it's just a change of scenery. So we'll eat on our uh, deck in our backyard and yeah, just kind of hang out and play. And summer starts her bedtime routine around 7, 7.30 again, kind of depending how her naps went throughout the day. Um, bedtime is like getting harder and harder. And I think it's maybe because we're trying to do it too early, but I don't want her staying up till like nine at night and then sleeping in the next morning. So I don't know, again, I just need to figure out that balance. Usually we'll go on a walk as well. Um, there's a little like ice cream shack, I guess I'll call it in our neighborhood. So we'll take summer there in the stroller and they sell these things called munchkey pops. And it's literally just pureed strawberry and yogurt and they make it into like this tiny little popsicle it's so cute so usually we'll get like summer one of those uh and she just loves it it's so yeah it's super Perfect. cute but um yeah it is and i i'm sure it's not like they're using sugar-free yogurt and i'm sure the strawberries have obviously sugar in them too so i don't know if it's the best thing to have right before dinner but whatever it's cute <laughs> what um does she have any favorite toys or games that she's really into right now she so we get those uh i hate trying to pronounce this lo love every and that's how you, i would say it yeah we get those subscription kits um and usually she likes most of the toys some of the toys are are misses but most of them are hits and she will play uh with those we were at a like a children's consignment store yesterday and I bought her little shopping cart because she she's not walking yet but she'll walk if she's pushing something and I don't have one of those like push walkers for her so I bought a little shopping cart and uh she's like obsessed with pushing that around the kitchen right now I put our dog in it this morning because he's like all of three pounds so plopped him in the shopping cart and she's like pushing him around and he's just kind of like okay I guess this is what we're doing now it's so funny but yeah, she's just, she just likes to be on the move. Um, she also really likes, we have these rocks from our, I don't know where they came from, in our backyard. They're like the size of your palm. And she just loves these rocks. I don't know. She'd rather play with rocks than toys, but she's weird. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So now we're into bedtime routine. Uh, what does that look like? Yeah. What time is that? Probably around these days, like 730 is when we'll start. Okay. What do we do at bedtime? We always start with a bath and I really wish I could say like, oh, it's relaxing in the hot water, but she just goes nuts. She, whatever, bangs all her toys around and whatnot. So I don't know if maybe we need to look at taking bath time out of the bedtime routine, if it's like doing the opposite effect of calming her down, but yeah, we'll start with bath and then um, just put her in her jammies. I used to do, you know, like the lotion massage every time, but again, she's like, <laughs> a maniac. So we don't do that anymore. There's no way she's sitting still. And then yeah, just some books in the rocking chair. And I put her down. I don't rock her to sleep. She, I did for a while, but she, um, would, she started fighting me eventually. She was like, just put me in bed, mom. I'm ready. Charlie will fight me, but she'll let Jerome rock her to sleep still. My theory is I've got longer forearms. So it's more of a, a, a supine recline 
comfort thing. She can tolerate it with me. Whereas Caitlin, no way. Like, this is this is no good. That's so see, like I would have thought it would be the other way around with like the if you're nursing Caitlin that she would kind of hang out in your yeah. arms more, but a daddy's girl. Yep. So yeah, I, I don't get to rock her to sleep anymore, unfortunately. She's never been like a cuddly baby at all. Like whenever I see babies who, you know, like rest their head nicely on their parents' shoulder, I'm like, oh, that must be nice. My kid is a banshee and, and doesn't do that. She's never been cuddly at all. So that's probably part of it. But yeah, we read a couple books and put her down with her 8,000 soothers and hope for a good night of sleep. Do you and Chris like alternate doing bedtime? It's usually me. Chris will help out. Like he runs the bath um, and then <laughs> helps like get her diaper and pajamas on because that's a two-person job. Um, <laughs> but otherwise like the book and we also do a bottle at bedtime, I should say as well. And that's usually me and then put her down. But he helps if she wakes up at night, like he'll help and, and get up and rub her back or rock her or whatever it takes. Yeah, what does her night sleep look like right now? It's gone off the rails. I don't know why. For the longest time, she was doing so good. So she, from a really young age, slept through the night other than like one wake up. So I guess way back in the early days when we were having those issues with gaining weight, we on doctor's orders had to wake her up every three hours to eat. So that's what we did. Um, eventually once she started kind of gaining weight better, they were like, okay, you're allowed to sleep now. So (laughs) she would wake up around three. And it was really nice because what Chris and I would do is he would get up and feed her and I would get up and pump in the middle of the night. And we'd both like, he would sit in the rocking chair and give her a bottle. And I would sit on the floor in her nursery and we would just kind of like all hang out at three in the morning, the three of us. And usually I would like do the wordle and we'd work on it together. And (laughs) it was kind of a, yeah, just a nice bonding family moment in the early morning hours. Um, But yeah, she started kind of, she started skipping that feed at some point in the last few months. And she was sleeping so beautifully through the night from like 7.30 to 7.30, no wake-ups. And uh, I don't know, just in the last month or so, she's just waking up like every two hours, three hours. And I'm not sure why, like we try feeding her and she doesn't want to eat. So I don't know if she's hot or cold or I don't know. I'm wondering if it's just... um, she's learning about separation anxiety. Cause yeah, my husband can go in and kind of pat her back and she'll be fine. But if I go in, she's like, mom's here. I need to scream until she holds me and go back to sleep. So not, not great lately. I'm hoping it goes back to the wonderful 12 hours of sleep by the time I go back to work. But Sleep is uh, the biggest mystery, I think. Just hearing you say that, I'll remember smaller instances of that happening with Charlie and like, you just never figure it out. We never figured anything out. It just, you press on until it's something changed with her. And I'm like, well, wonder what, what, wonder what that was all about. Yeah. Yeah. It really is a mystery. And it's so funny because I find that some of the advice I always got from fellow moms or friends or whoever were like, oh, you know, the first six weeks are hard. And then the fog lifts or, oh, the first three months are tough and it gets easier. Oh, it gets easier once they're mobile. And there was always like this um, benchmark or, or time when it was supposed to get easier or change or whatever. And I never found that was the case. I think if I could ever give another mom advice, if they were struggling with sleep or whatever it may be, it's just, it's not permanent or it's not forever, right? Like eventually it will change. It will get better. I can't tell you when that's going to be, but it's not forever. So with the sleep thing, yeah, it's tough right now, but it's not going to last forever. Change comes eventually. 
And I mean, really in this first year, pretty quickly. Change is constant. Once you're looking back on it, it feels quick, not necessarily in the moment. Hi there, friend. You can be interviewed by us like Laura was if you go to our website, everydayparentspod.com, and follow the link to our guest FAQ and application, which is also linked in the show notes, so that we can hear about your family and a day in your life. And finally, we also do have a Patreon where you can get video episodes of the show for $3 a month. As always, thanks for listening, and don't forget to rate us or tell a friend. Let's kick it over to Jerome for our wrap-up questions. Okay, cool. Um, So this portion of the podcast, uh, just not specific to your everyday routine, but I have three questions for you, and you can tackle whichever one you have an answer to first. Um, (laughs) So what would you say has been your biggest parenting win recently? And then what has been your biggest parenting challenge? And uh, what are some ways you take time for yourself throughout a day? Oof, okay. Um... My, the biggest challenge right now is sleep, I think, to be frank, just, yeah, dealing with all the night wakeups. Um, and I mean, we're, it's nice, right? Because I'm, I'm not at work during the day, so I'm not doing anything that requires a whole ton of brain power. Although, you know, hanging with a baby all day isn't a walk in the park either. Um, but yeah, the sleep thing is definitely a challenge and hoping that turns around. What would be our biggest win? I don't know. Keeping a human alive for a whole year. <laughs> Does that count? I don't know. (laughs) Seems like everyone's more ready to uh, hand over a challenge than a win. And yeah, keeping a child alive definitely counts. Yeah, especially in your case with all the feeding challenges in the first few weeks and months. Yeah, I think it feels like like a dream at this point, thinking back, like it was only whatever, nine, 10 months ago, but it feels like a different lifetime. And I'm sure that's how it'll keep being as, you know, Mm -hmm. our kids get older, it's going to feel like a different lifetime every time they kind of morph into the next version of themselves. But um, it's definitely an achievement. Yeah. Raising a a baby. I think I'm going to give myself some credit and you guys some credit. And I'm trying to think of like another little win though. That's kind of anecdotal. I don't know. I'm planning her first birthday party and I'm not like a party event planner kind of person at all, but I think I have something kind of fun planned out maybe. (laughs) So hopefully it goes well. Do you have like a theme? Yeah, we're doing a space theme because when summer was, well, still Chris will always like lift her up in the air and he, he does, he's like, it sounds cheesy now saying it, but he'll be like Uh summer, summer to the moon and like lift her (laughs) up in the sky. And so it's just always kind of being like a running joke. So we decided to do space. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, And then what was the other one? So a win, a challenge, and... What are some ways or things you do to take time for yourself? Oh, man. I watch a lot of reality TV. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to say it. Uh, The new Game of Thrones. It's not Game of Thrones, but House of the Dragon just started. So that's exciting. Yeah, I wish I wasn't saying like TV, but usually after summer goes to bed, I just settle in and watch my... uh, big brother or the bachelorette and <laughs> uh what about chris just chris, tv with you or <laughs> yeah i wish he watched the bachelorette with me um 
<laughs> no, Chris is a, he's a pretty big gamer. So I'm, I've taken over his battle station right now, but okay, yeah, he, yep. he plays the chair a lot is of, legit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's got the whole, I wish you could see it's like the whole oh. setup. He's also a um, volunteer firefighter in the community we live in. So he does quite a few things involved with that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Thank you. Thank you guys. That was fun. (laughs) Alfina Sane, listener, thanks for coming along on another episode of the Everyday Parents World Tour. We were in New Zealand last week, and this week we'd like to thank you for joining us on our visit to Saskatchewan. Wasn't that great? I didn't know ahead of time that she was in Saskatchewan. Uh, that yeah, was a, me either. What a treat. Oh, you didn't know either? I just assume you know who we're going to talk to, but apparently not. Well, uh, yeah, only Saskatoonan I've ever met. Saskatoonie. I should have asked her what the demonym is. Anyways, what a story, huh? Uh, whew. Harrowing. I, I learned so much. Yeah, and like now in hindsight that Summer is like gaining weight and eating and about to turn one, like I'm sure it's less stressful, but in the moment as you're kind of going through and trying to figure out like what's wrong and how do we fix it, I'm sure that was a lot of work and a lot of stress. Yeah, um, yeah, because on the other side, like you can tell a logical story from start to finish, but as you're writing it, You just have no idea what's coming next. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Join us in two weeks where we are probably going to talk to a German or a Pole or someone from Zimbabwe. Who knows where we'll be. Tune in to find out. Thanks for listening. Um, Okay, it's 9 o'clock. I'm going to go feed the pets.